We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello everyone and welcome to Business Matters presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello, I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Dalmeda Group. Today we welcome Brad McNaughton to Business Matters. Brad, Brad is the president of Lux Homes. Uh, Lux Homes builds beautiful custom and spec homes for active families throughout the Okanagan. Brad, thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks for having me, Rob. No problem. So I spent some time going through your social channels website and one thing comes out really quickly is you guys build amazing homes. There's easy to see that when you spend some time on your site, but I'm curious, just want to jump right in. Like what makes Lux Homes different from other builders? Like when I'm reading the copy, you, you, you know, you talk about, we'll get into your history and hard work and doing what's right for the client and all that. So can you speak a little bit about what makes you guys different than other people in the market? Looking for the different in the market by providing a service-based experience for the people. Like I was, you look at a restaurant and People go in there and you tip people if they do a good job. I'm not looking for tips at the end of the day, but I want people to be happy with us. And our tip is a good referral later on. You know, you hear people who don't like their contract or they've had this and this issue. We're always trying to fix that. Mm -hmm. And the biggest issue we found is communication. So we're always trying to be upfront with our communication on top of that stuff. So that's kind of how I think we separate ourselves. And that's what I want to get towards our potential clients as well as our upfront honesty and communication. I'm curious where the passion for that or drive for that, because it is, it's, you know, I'm not, and this isn't a slight against any other builder or anything, but, you know, that's typically not the, what you hear out of a builder. Hey, we're like service industry. Like you, you kind of hear like different, but where did that come from, from you? Like, did, did you work in the industry in the early years? Like, where did that passion come from? Say it's not, I've been in the industry since I pretty much graduated from high school. I started my apprenticeship, okay. but uh, I just want to be professional. Um, you know, everybody thinks, you know, they can be a carpenter by throwing a two belt on it. That's not true. There's a lot we have to know as a, a red seal carpenter or a proper tree in any trade you're in. And I think if you want to be a, a real business, you're, you're a professional. And uh, that's just kind of the niche that I think I've found. And I want to focus on for people who want that experience, right? Like you're spending a lot of money. You may as well right. kind of enjoy it as you're going through the process and not feel like you're getting ripped off. Right. So so you said you worked in the industry when you were younger. Was it in the family? Like, did have like no. that? Or, or are you just like, I'm going to do this? <laughs> yeah, I just pretty much was going to do it. I grew up on a farm in the Fraser Okay. Valley. So that's probably where my hard work came from. We always had to work, right? It's family farm. Mm -hmm. I think my parents, I don't know if they wanted kids. They just needed kids for labor, right? So, <laughs> um, so there's a few of us. But then kind of like when I was going through, like I always liked woodworking and metal shop in, in school, right? Um you know, and then kind of going through it, my parents wanted me to go to try the college route. I tried it when I was playing hockey and I didn't really like it. It wasn't my thing. So I just went back and I started my apprenticeship. Um, my The high school I was going to at the time, uh, JL Crow and Trail, they offered the first year of my apprenticeship free. So I got my yeah. first year and they gave us a job out in Wachan Lake, out on the Arrow Lakes there. So I got a summer with my buddies there working for $10.50 an hour and somehow I actually saved money. And I just, I got hooked on it, right? Like I, I kind of, you know, learned you know, pay attention to quality. It's not that hard to 
to do something properly. Um, it's not a tough trade. There's a few things you've got to know. And then it's just your attention to detail, right? So I've met some good sure. mentors along the way as well and kind of take a bit that you learn from everybody and work your way out and kind of go, right? So so you're this young guy making 10 bucks an hour. It, you're in the industry. And, and I know I'm fast forwarding a little bit, but what where's the leap that you're like, I'm going to start my own business? Like, because, you know, I always say, saying you're going to start your business is a lot easier than actually starting your business. So, but you did it. So what led you to say, no, I'm going to do this myself. Well, the company I worked for when I was in trail there, uh, the owner, I just, I talked to him all the time, kind of right. And I'd always pick his brain and he just said one day he just wanted to go for it. So I started my first construction business. I used to do a lot of jobs on the side, right. Collecting money for cash, right. Building yeah. Fences and decks. Hopefully the, the government's not listening. <laughs> but uh so that's kind of where I got my first start. I started my first business that way, a small one. And then I kind of let it go. And then I went went away and worked. And then I came home, came back to the Okanagan here and was working away in, on a house. And I just kept having people knock on my door saying, Do you want to do a renovation for us? Do you want to build us something? And then I was like, why don't I just do this? And uh, yeah. I had some money saved up and I was comfortable knowing that if it was a year or so to get going, I had enough funds saved up from right. working up north that uh I could take that leap. So I invested heavily in myself and I think so far it's been paying off. So how long, how long have you been in business under Lux Homes? 2017. Okay. Okay. So Six year now. Wow. So you've gone, so, we'll talk about that sort of what pandemic life was like for you guys, but we'll get there. But I'm curious, how far reaching are you right now? Like how, where are you going to do most of your work? Is it mostly Okanagan or do you go into the Coonies cause you have a connection there? Yeah. So most of it's in the Okanagan. Like we go, okay. through, ours mm -hmm. is basically based on the client, right? So mm -hmm. I've always said like when I first meet them, I, I, I don't do Tinder, I'm married, but so I treat right. my clients like <laughs> I tell them this is a Tinder date at the beginning, right? We're swiping through to see if we like each other, right? Cause we're not just for the bill that's up to 10 years right. later with warranty. And then I also want all their renovations later on in life, right? So mm -hmm. if it's a right fit for us and we'll go, like we built in a Soyuz, we've built out in Vernon. Um, so it's going to be the right client for us. Um, we're actually doing one out in uh, Christine Lake as well right now. So um, we've cool. gone out that far. Um, we've been asked to go in other places. We've got clients who have a place in Panorama. Um, so we've gone out there to do some rental work for them. It's not ideal. It's a long ways, but you right. know, when they become a client, they're almost like family. So you help them out, right? So you've mentioned, you know, I mentioned custom homes back home, but you also do renovations. Is there a, a style or where you specialize in? Is it like, you know, we only build homes above this amount, like, or, or, or is it more for you? Let's meet the right client and we'll make it work. Like, is it, it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, we don't, we, it's more, it's more the clientele fit, right? Okay. So, you know, we do well with other business other owner homeowners that own businesses they kind of get mm. it you know like especially you're going to get into it with covid but the delays you have so they kind of start to understand right. that it's hard for it's hard sometimes with the, the changing economy all the time you know costs are going up all the time mm -hmm. we're pretty good at now having being accurate to the budgets again but you know sometimes it's tough with those entry-level homes with people right that's why we do do the spec homes because then they they cost what they cost and you can try and sell them to people right so interesting I when I was going through your website, you know, one thing 
um, I really enjoyed was sort of like where you spoke about your process, like the, the actual process you go through. You have really valuable information on there, like blogs and tips and what people should look for. You're giving away really cool info for people that are listening. It's worth even just going there and downloading and reading some of the blogs. But I'm curious if you can speak around the process you follow. Like, so I meet Brad and I'm interested in building a house. And what's that process look like before you even swing the first hammer? Well, we like to meet people, make sure we can work together with them, right? And then we like to have, we need to get to the, we really need to get down to what your actual budget is, right? So people don't, spilling up that trust, because people don't always trust the contractor out there, you know, because people aren't professional or whatever it boils down to. But in order for me to achieve your dreams, I need to know what your final budget is. Um, You know, as a design build company, we need to know that to build, to design a home that fits within your actual budget. There's a stat, um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's over 70% of designs actually never get built because people wow. get, they first, they'll first go to the designer, design a house and that there's, oh, I need an extra hundred square feet or this, but then the costs just keep going Cost. up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so we get people like that coming. So it's just continually educating them through our process, right? And then what we want them to do at the end of it is if we're going to work together, sign a preliminary building agreement, we'll walk through them. We'll do the design. We spec out their whole house. It's a service we we caught we charge for, but they'll know what that house is going to cost. And we don't use allowances. Like so, if you're a lot of people use an allowance for flooring. Yeah, we yeah. go shopping with you. We find what you want, so you know can we afford our dream house? It's not a huge amount of money people will spend on that, but at the end of the day, they'll have all their drawings done, all their engineering done, so it's ready for permits if they decided not to go with us. But they at least know a realistic number for that. Um, so yeah. Interesting. I'm curious. I mean, you have like you got this hard work, you know, built into you from when you were a kid and you, you have this passion for quality and stuff. How do you make sure that the team, your team fulfills that when you're not there? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, the, I know it's you, we talked before it went on there about hiring the right people. I would assume it starts there. But how do you continually educate and coach them to make sure that they're delivering at that level that you want? The one thing for me is like I. I've now pretty much a, a tough thing for me was I always consider myself a carpenter first and foremost because of my trade, but I work with a business coach and he pretty much told me a few years ago, he's like, you're no longer a, co- a carpenter. He goes, you're now a business owner. Mm-hmm. So that was a struggle for me because of the way I think of myself, thought of myself. You're hard so, letting go. You're hard to let go. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I need to work on myself to get better. And therefore I can work by coaching my employees. This is the standard I want. You know, I let them have the free reign to grow as well. If there's something you want to do. I'll invest in them in their training. Um, but one thing we, for hiring, was my business coach there. He said, look for an avatar of people that you've worked well with you or what you're looking to hire. So, you know, when I was stepping out of the, stepping out of the project management role, and I was hiring a project manager, I looked for somebody who was my type of avatar, right? Who had right, most, right. checked most of those boxes. So that's kind of what we do now, try and find the fit, right? So then... And people have the same attention to detail or some of the values, right? So, yeah, that's kind of how I... It's interesting because I come from a service background as well before I got into marketing. And in the service industry, you hire personality because you can teach bartending, you can teach serving. It's it's the communication skills and all that that you want. It's very similar to what you're saying, hire the right person. You know, they got to have a skill set, but you can train them as well to be what you want them to be as well, right? So, yeah. Yeah, the right mindset, right? Like, you know, yeah. we just hired a, a young, I'll call him a kid. He's 21 years old. <laughs> but, you know, he's 
he's pretty green, but he's got the right mindset. He wants to go somewhere and do stuff mm-hmm. and ex- and work through as a, as a labor, prove himself, and then start his apprenticeship. You know, so he's already he has that attitude. So he's he's coachable, right? So it's coming from a team sport too. Like you can be the best player, but if you're not coachable, you're not going to fit in. And that's what mm-hmm. we have here too. Like it's not I'm not just the boss or whatever. It's a it's a right. team, right? Lux team, right? right. So right. Interesting. So we mentioned the pandemic. I'm curious because you were in an industry that, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say real estate in general, and I'm generalizing a little bit, you know, went, went bonkers during the pandemic. Um, uh, I'm not sure if you saw the same in, you know, in your line of work, but I'm curious if you could speak around how you were able to, you know, manage that, especially the service side, because you had things that are out of, out of your control, supply chain issues, which I assume maybe are still in existence, staffing issues, which are still in existence. So how were you able to fulfill your sort of commitment to clients from a service side during that time when you had things that you couldn't even control? Well, the beginning of COVID was interesting. You know, you couldn't get toilet paper. So porta potties had no toilet paper. <laughs> couldn't get hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I had employee, I, I had quite a few employees at the time. Um, and then I'd say half of them wanted to uh, serve, you know, when mm-hmm. that came out. So they wanted to leave. And granted, like, you know, nobody knew about COVID. Right. People are dying all over the world. People have young families. I'm staying, trying to stay away from people, but yet you're still having to try to cite meetings with engineers and everybody yeah. starts six feet apart. But then by the end of it, <laughs> You're Get all together. huddled up looking at one, two foot by three foot drawing. Right? <laughs> so, anyways, that was interesting at the beginning, but kind of as it worked forward with you know supply and stuff with our clients, we were able. The beginning was tough. We had paused projects, and they're costing people money. Homeowners didn't fully understand they want their project built. Um, but as we kind of went through, we knew with our suppliers our lead times change for windows, right? So usually we could get a window at a time between six and twelve weeks. So now our schedule became with people. You know, we need to order these before you even give us a deposit right. for your house. Like right, right. 30, 40 weeks in advance. So right. as COVID went, we were able to adjust our schedule to when we had to order. So we're kind of can keep the project rolling that way. But you've seen a lot of projects just sitting there. And we had some too. Um, but then it was for the clients, it's just again the communication, keeping on top of it with them, you know, their weekly updates saying we're trying, you know, here and not this is the what the letter that came from the supplier. You know, they're waiting for glass that's coming from wherever it's coming from, right? So crazy. You know, are you still seeing all- that, Brad? Are you still seeing supply chain issues now, or is that kind of settled down it's a little bit for you? It. So like yeah, I mean Windows has come down, so now but, our schedule's built out. They tell us a long lead time sometimes for certain right, windows, but right. So it's built in there and then 20 weeks later, like your windows are here, we're like we're not expecting them for another 10 weeks. Where are we putting <laughs> So it seems stuff is starting to catch up again, right? Factories are opening back up. And so it's 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 catching up. And you know, with the schedule we've built, we can account for all that. So we don't see it as much now, right? Are you having staffing issues just like everybody else? Are you are are you looking to fill roles that you're having issues filling? Yeah, you know, we're always looking for more good carpenters or apprentices. Um, it's it, yeah. I mean, we get a lot of resumes. It's finding again, finding the right fit, right? Like, I don't want people that are going to be here for a week or two. Yeah, I want people that want to be here for years. Um, and you know, we want to invest in them, and they want to invest in the company as well, right? And then you also need people that are trustworthy, and because they're going into people's houses for when we're doing renovations, so they need to. Our client needs to trust them because they're not seeing me every day. They're seeing right. Lux team members there, right? So, you know, it's going to be a good personality. 
Fair enough. No, fair enough for sure. Especially like you said, when you're going into people's homes, they, they got to trust you too, right? So, well, because yeah. they're not there in, yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. Really. We're just thinking about one reno we're doing now. It's a pretty big renovation. <clears throat> they're not there. They live in Vancouver. And so they need to trust us that we're not taking their stuff from the basement, right? Yeah. That we're yeah. locking the windows and the doors and not throwing yeah. parties there, right? So interesting. I'm curious what your you mentioned sort of you've mentioned the Lux team a few times so and you've stepped away from sort of like I'll say swinging the hammer so what's your day-to-day role like where do you see you know I don't I don't want to ask like what's your typical day but but you know what do you find yourself doing are you more coaching and helping from behind the scenes or are you are you the face like if I call you know my meeting Brad or like how does that work yeah you'll still meet me or my project manager Brody um okay but my day-to-day stuff is like I help to coach, implement new, whatever I want to do. Um, yeah, I'm always working on growing my business. I do without looks and stuff like that myself. Um, Got it. You know, so take on personal projects within the business where I want to grow and try and I'm trying to look forward in the future and how to get there and make sure stuff like that is is happening on a day-to-day basis. But I'm still heavily involved in the sales aspect. Um, and just helping my team members, like mainly my office team members grow because then that works down that way, right? So then their job is to help those other guys succeed as well. Interesting. And you, I mean, you've been in the industry for, <clears throat> excuse me, for you know a little while now. Um, I'm curious, have you seen a lot of evolution in the industry? Is it pretty similar to if you rewind 15 years ago, you're like, nah, things haven't changed a lot or is it the opposite? Is it technology advancements or whatever it be, or is it still come down to relationships and just doing a really good job? Well, yeah, you still want relationships and doing a good job, but yeah, no, it's the industry's changed a ton. Um, you know, the building codes changed, the quality of a, the efficiency of homes have changed. You got to keep on top right. of that. So what you did 15 years ago doesn't uh, matter anymore. Um, it's, it's just changed. You know, there's people always say in the real world, you don't do it this way, but the real world is nowadays, this is how you do it. Right. So, and that comes from, you know, older people. And I count myself as that, like I got guys that work for me now and they're like, well, we didn't do it this way. And I'm like, this is the way you have to do it now. Right. Like, even if it's for safety or, you know, energy efficient homes, you know, like a lot of the homes we frame now are 24 inches on center versus when I first started, everything was 16 inches on center. So. Interesting. Is that made the efficiency side? Is it made building more expensive or is it all relative or because I would assume, you know, running your house, quote unquote, should be less expensive, hopefully. Yeah. You know, your initial, the initial cost of the build is more expensive for sure. Right. But eventually over time, you're the, the, the theory is you'll start, you'll start to save money. Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. Do you find that the builders have certain styles? Like, can you see a home and go, I know who built that? Like, like, define, like I find in our industry, like designers, like typically designers have a feel to me. I can look at a website or a logo and go, I kind of know who designed that on our team. Do you find that the same in your industry? No, but I can, no, I wouldn't say that, but I can usually tell for a design, I can tell if they're a design bottom line. Cause there's, Mm. you know, there's a few hundred or thousand of them and there's a few popular ones that people just kind of tweak occasionally. Right. So interesting. uh, Yeah. What, what's I what's the trend right what's the trend right now in design what what what's the big thing right now everybody just wants modern houses mm. so that west coast modern and, you know or else we're getting a lot of inquiries for the farmhouse a modern farmhouse mm. you know black windows black lighting on the outside white siding so interesting yeah 
what do you find for you right now? Like what keeps you up at night? Like what's the biggest struggle right now for, if you look from a business perspective, is it staffing? Is it, you know, just filling the pipeline? Like what's something that you're like, wow, you know, it just, it's, it's right now, it's not where I want it to be. It's like to have the pipeline fuller, right? To continue with the growth. Um, it's just making sure, what keeps me up is just making sure that if a client's not happy, how do we deal with it? So I would say that's my biggest, that's what bothers me the most. If they're not happy, that, that'll that eat away at me for a while. So I always want to rectify it, right? Um, I think and then the beauty of that too is like, it, it goes both ways. Sometimes they think they said something, but they didn't. Or we think right. we said something, we didn't. So that's why we're very big on using our, our uh, project management software to communicate. Like if we have a phone call with the client, we'll follow up with in our project management software and say, this is what we took from the phone calls is correct. Mm. And, you know, it worked out. It's worked in my favor. It's worked in my client's favor. Not too that long ago, they said they wanted a certain size window. We missed it by a few inches. I mean, I ended up buying a new window for them. Like it was in right. there. That was our fault. It works both ways, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, I find that, you know, as long as my team's following that, I can sleep fine. So Interesting. So what, uh, we'll say the flip side, something keeps you up. <clears throat> what motivates you? What, what's get, what gets you up in the morning? Like what's, where's, what's the drive for you? Just to continue to build a professional business. Like I want to be the best niche boutique builder in the Okanagan, but the big and continue to grow. Uh, and then I want to create a legacy for my kids. If they want to take over the business one day, if they earn the right to do it, if that's what they want to do, because well, I wouldn't just give it to them and want, want them to work, but that they right. have something they can step into and uh, keep the legacy going. So interesting. That's cool. Cool. Um, I have a couple more questions, but we do uh, we do a thing called Would You Rather? I'm not sure if you've seen past ones, but I have 10 yeah. questions, just fun questions, and uh, we'll rifle through these and then we'll wrap up with a couple more questions for you. So here we go. Would you rather read the book or watch the movie? Watch the movie. <laughs> you thought about it though. <laughs> I did because there's some books I do like better. Yeah, too funny. Are you into audiobooks? That's one thing I've started lately is trying to do audiobooks. So yeah, so I do learn better by reading and listening. Yeah, so me too. Listen to the book first, yeah. and then I'll take points from oh, there. And I'll go read the book as well. So I buy both. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting approach. Um, would you rather be forced to sing along or dance along to every song you hear? Oh, sing along with terrible dancer. <laughs> no uh, rhythm. Would you that's awesome? Would you rather star in a Star Wars movie or a Marvel film? Marvel. Marvel? You're gonna be a superhero? Yeah, I'll be Iron Man too. <laughs> would you rather go out for dinner or order in? I'd rather go out for dinner. Okay. Do you have any favorites? Do you have a place that's like your go-to and I like the Cactus Club. Mm, yeah so, all, you always know what you're going to get there yeah or else i like going downtown on central there to central as well oh yeah central is uh, awesome cool yeah. um are you the funny would you rather be the funniest person or the smartest person in a room depends on the room but i think probably the funniest <laughs> more people i think you know the smart guy sometimes true. sitting on the, on the side analyzing everything right so it's true it's good, it's, good answer yeah uh would you rather be a famous athlete or a famous in a famous rock band athlete what sport hockey i assume hockey, hockey, <laughs> ideal for me who are you playing baseball for? pitcher i'll make more money oh there you go yeah, yeah there you go. who yeah. are you playing for you're, you're a famous hockey player what team are you on well i'd love to be on the canucks if they're gonna win 
<laughs> uh, would you rather give up coffee or wine? Coffee, because I don't drink it. Oh, you don't? Well, that's an easy uh, question for you then. Yeah. Um, would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? Personal chef. Okay. Are you a, are you a foodie? Do you cook? Are you, do you cook? Do you find well, I mean, yeah, I like to eat. Obviously, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, like in I'm start, I've started in the new year. I started uh, trying to take care of myself a little bit more. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. eat, try and find good meals and stuff. It'd be yeah, nice yeah. to have somebody cook for you versus you know just eating a salad all the time with barbecue yeah, chicken or whatever. It gets boring after that. Right? <laughs> um, would you rather travel the world for free for a year or have a hundred thousand dollars to spend it on whatever you want? I'd rather just have a hundred thousand dollars. Not a big traveler. Okay. And last question, would you rather only be use a fork and no spoon for the rest of your life or only be use only be able to use a spoon and no fork for the rest of your life? Fork. Fork. You're the fork guy. Yeah. Awesome. We ask everybody that same question. So we're gonna have to tabulate at the end and see what if what wins spoon or what do you think will what do you think will win? Um uh, most people are picking spoons. Oh really? Yeah, oh. See, I'm a, I would pick a fork because I think anything I can have with a spoon, I could probably drink it if I have to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, I, and I'm an Italian hard-eat spaghetti with a spoon. So That is very true. <laughs> Thanks for playing longer. I have a couple more questions. So no I'm curious if you can think back, and this might be a difficult for you, but uh, of all the projects you've been, you've been involved in a lot of projects, is there anything that really stands out? Is there one or two that are like, wow, that was just like, that was like a, we did it right and i'm so proud of that one is there anything that stands out no yeah, there's a few it's usually when you see the look on the client's face when they walk in through the door and you know and they walk through and they're like you've hit what they wanted you've listened to what they want and that's those are the ones that i really enjoy uh, you know i've had one not that long ago where they moved in and they weren't happy and it hurts right so yeah do, do, you, do you find that you stay connected with your clients afterwards even if they're not doing another bill like do you stay fairly connected with your clients yeah no all the time actually i just had a client uh we built a house for i don't know four or five years ago she ended up selling it right. to move back to alberta she came back mm. here i talked to her all the time she came back and went for cool. dinner. uh yeah no i talk to clients all the time like you know they call us ahead of time see how busy we are if they've got a referral or whatever so oh, that's cool yeah yeah it must be it must be like that that moment when they first walk into their new home and yeah that must be a pretty satisfying moment for you guys it is you know and then they get you know they get our little swag stuff we give oh we get over yeah. the cooler and any cups and you know they got a charcuterie mm. board or whatever there and they're just so happy to be in the house yeah fine fine they always say finally we're in right so <laughs> they walk in there and you know we'd strive for no deficiencies when they come in and kind of roll that way and they can just start unpacking and live, start living their life again. That's cool. So, so last question, I know you mentioned, um, you know, potential for succession planning with your kids if they want to, you know, move into this, but more immediate, like what's the future have in store for you? Where's your vision over the next couple of years? Are you looking to, you know, go into new markets? Are you looking like, what, what, what's the plan over the next like 18, 24 months, 36 months for you? like to continue to grow here in the Okanagan, but I'd also like, like to set up satellite offices down in Penticton and Vernon mm. as well, because I'd like to start getting into those markets a little bit more. Do you find it's very, it's very competitive in the Okanagan, I assume, for builders? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of entrepreneurs in the Okanagan and a lot of them are builders, right? So yeah, 
there's always somebody out there trying to, to build or renovate. <laughs> so, yeah. But again, it goes back. I think we can separate ourselves through our service and our communication. So, and without getting, you know, letting out too much of the secret, uh, is that something that's on the horizon in those satellite offices for you? Like, if I if we had another business matters a year from now, we're going to be doing it at your Vernon office, or <laughs> maybe? I mean, that's I'm working on something Vernon right now. I mean, cool. we'll see where cool. it comes. So, yeah, that's exciting though. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, Brad, thanks for taking the time this morning to, to chat. Really enjoyed it. I, I love the approach. Like I said, I really enjoyed sort of like diving through the website and just reading the blogs and your approach. Like it, it's refreshing and different. Like um, it's interesting because it, it doesn't come at a at a build first approach. If that kind of sounds, it's kind of what I got. So it's both, I really got the relationship side out of it, which is, which is, which is neat and refreshing from sort of the industry that you're in. So. Thank you. That's what we're striving for, right? So yeah, that was really neat. Well, thank you. Thanks for chatting this morning. Really enjoyed our discussion. And and hopefully we can have you back when you have your third and fourth office and chat about how that's going. So that'll be great. Awesome. Well, Brad, thanks so much for joining us morning. Everyone else have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thanks, Brad. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.